Exploring the Word is brought to you by Reclaiming America for Christ and the Fairview Baptist Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. This is Pastor Paul Blair. Thank you for joining us for today's edition of Exploring the Word. Today we're going to be continuing a series dealing with the subject of Marxism. As a matter of fact, this message is entitled, God's Man or Mark's Man. Today we wrap things up with part five. I hope you enjoy. We welcome you to the radio ministry of Fairview Baptist Church in Edmond. We invite you to join with us for today's Exploring the Word. Here's Pastor Paul Blair. He wanted to go fight for freedom and fight for the United States of America. And he somehow forged a document and they allowed him in and he was actually serving in the U.S. Navy in the South Pacific when they finally discovered that he was uh, not of age. But farm boys from across the United States. And by the way, at the time, our Navy was antiquated. It was a World War I vintage Navy. We only had 100,000 men at arms and we were attacked on two forces, two foes by two professional militaries. Adolf Hitler had the finest military on the planet Earth at that time. Some five million men under arms. We had a hundred thousand. Call went out. People volunteered. Draft wasn't even necessary. People volunteered. We amassed two armies. Our manufacturing kicked into high gear. You know, within six, within three months, we bombed Tokyo. Within six months. We sank four Japanese carriers at the Battle of Midway, and the battle for the Pacific was over at that point in time. Our manufacturing kicked into high gear. Do you know that we produced 90 aircraft carriers during World War II? We went to war in two directions, and in three and a half years, kicked Germany's butt, kicked Japan's butt. And we, for those of you that have heard this, this garbage about America being, trying to control the world, you know, America was the only, we had over half a million men under arms, and we were the only country on the planet with the atomic bomb. As much as man has wanted to rule the world since Nimrod and Genesis 10, America could have ruled the world, but chose not to. Instead, American Christian compassion rebuilt Japan and rebuilt Germany better than what they were before. But unfortunately, Patton wanted to go ahead and invade Russia. Patton was right. But the Soviet Union turned out not to be our friend. They were our enemy. Within just a few years, Red China had gone communist. They had invaded Korea. What I want you to understand is these people are Koreans and these people are Koreans. They have the same religion. They have the same history. They have the same heritage. They have the same genes. The only difference is in 1953, this parallel up became communist. State owned everything. That right there is Pyongyang, the capital. And from this satellite photo, that's the only light that you see in all of North Korea. Look at South Korea. Look at Seoul and all the suburbs down there. That is the difference between a person being able to work hard and be rewarded for their labor 
versus a person that's working as a slave for the state. The free market has done more to end poverty and feed people than any other political device ever. And why? Because the free market is a biblical concept. Folks, when I taught on Revelation, last time through especially, maybe last time through, because of my background in knowing Marx in communism, when we get to Revelation chapter 6, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, I saw global communism. I've never heard another commentator say that. You know, typical, typical, you know, students of the Bible are taught by other typical students of the Bible, and the same stuff seems to be passed down without realizing what day and age we live in. But I, I see global communism. You see this slick-talking world leader promising peace. Rider on the white horse, arrow with no bows. You see... Disarming the people for your own safety. Because, you know, guns are the problem. It's not people. People are victims of their circumstances. So is guns. It's like blaming your fork if you're fat. It's like blaming your pencil if you misspell a word. I'm amazed that all of my guns never go out on shooting sprees. They are so well behaved. Once the people are disarmed... Then you see the red horse, you see war, you see death, you see killing, which happens every time. They disarm the people for their own safety. Then they slaughter the, the uh, uh, college professors. They slaughter those that were re rebelling. Because if you actually committed treason and betrayed your country, well, that communist leader cannot trust you. Why wouldn't you betray him? They'll kill the preachers. They'll kill or re-educate all the dissenters. By the way, there is a reason you drive down the quality of education. Uneducated people are easier to rule. Think back historically of the Dark Ages. Nobody could read. They had to trust the, the, the local priest on how to get to heaven. And, and the awakening came when man was able to hold the Bible in his own hands and read the Word of God for himself. Then you see this age of famine, the scales. And you see these thoughts of having to work all day for barely enough food in return. Then you see the next horseman, that pale green horse, pestilence, disease, death. You see the fifth seal, martyrdom of those who cling to the Messiah in this particular period of time. As I've said before in recent weeks, I believe those ten kings of Daniel 2, Daniel 2, if you look at it, the word is not kingdom, it's the word is king. I think it's some of these behind-the-scenes, want-to-rule-the-world type of men. Say who? I don't know. But I can tell you the type of man. It would be, be a type of man that had, you know, $180 billion, like the Bill Gates and the Jeff Bezos and the, uh, who's the other guy, the evil guy? It's like 150 but George Soros says, yeah. I see ten of those guys, and I see them putting forward their front man as their spokesman, who's a smooth talking everything to everybody. A man like Barack Obama. It may be. But I'm in, in that vein, where he's likable, 
Smooth talking, everything to everybody. Go back and listen to the sermon I preached called Connecting the Dots. It was back in May. This has long been in the works. After World War II, Eisenhower was elected president, General Eisenhower, with the exception of perhaps JFK and Ronald Reagan. Every one of our presidents have been complicit to wanting to integrate America into global government. We were accelerating at warp speed over the eight years from 2008 to 2016. And, of course, Hillary, another Marxist, was heir apparent and assumed to take over. When all of a sudden, to everyone's surprise, Mr. Make America Great Again came to office. Now, folks, think I'm presenting biblical truth along with political fact and truth. Everything up here is documented. I, challenge me on any of it. Not making any of this up. I'm, and I'm just trying to put the dots together and put the pieces together and say, hmm, that makes sense. Because history makes sense. The Bible makes sense. It's not just a bunch of disconnected stories. It's a free flow. January of 2020, Trump's re-election was inevitable. Our economy was rolling. I got to tell you, I was late to the Trump party. I was a Ted Cruz supporter. But he's been the most vocal pro-life president in history. God willing, a second administration, we can actually end the murder of freeborn children. Move the, go ahead. Move the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem. You know what's amazing? You had, you had, don't hold your applause because, because for the sake of time, but thank you for the applause. Every president has campaigned and said, we're going to move the embassy to Jerusalem. And then none of them ever done it. It's oh, we can't. The world will come apart. He did. And if Israel says that Jerusalem is their capital, it'd be like Israel coming and putting their embassy in Philadelphia and saying, we don't recognize Washington, D.C. as your capital. Well, that's just stupid. We finally got smart. Executive order protecting pastors and churches from the IRS because our spineless Congress wouldn't act on revoking the 501c3 when we had Republican charge of both sides. Don't think that the Democrats are the only bad guys out there. We've got a lot of these treasonous Republicans. Reversed Clinton's crime bill. Boy, what a gift to the community that was particularly uh, affected by that was the black community. Created opportunity zones in black areas. Oh, but you remember the rhetoric. Oh, he's a racist. How? Where? Because he wants to secure our border? Let me tell you this. If you close your front door and lock it at night, then you're just as much of a racist as any of us that want to secure the border. I don't want somebody coming in without me knowing they're coming in because it's my house. The same thing with our country. People are welcome to immigrate here legally through the front door with us opening it. Not climbing over the fence and breaking in the window in the back. Unemployment was at all-time lows in every area of life. Didn't matter, black, white, Latin American, Hispanic, Latino, you name it. Called out Red China for the evil communist regime they are. 
And this is what amazes me. You know what? Uh, Obama's worth like, what, $500 million now? And in 2004, he was a state senator in Illinois. Wow. Bill and Hillary Clinton are worth $500 plus million now. And they were stone broke hillbillies from Arkansas. He's the first president that will come into office and leave poorer than when he took it. And I, don't you know, with as much, now think about this. Think about how the global that have the power, the pressure they're trying to put on this man to fold. Think of all of his assets. Where are his investments? New York, real estate, primarily in New York City. How's the property values in New York City going right now? Again, is that an accident? Yeah, it could be. Or it could be, never let a crisis go to waste. Mr. Make America Great Again is hindering plans to integrate America into global communism under the United Nations. And now, we have this global pandemic emanating from communist China, and we've killed the global economy. Now, folks, I want you to look here. This was taken yesterday from the world life expectancy. There's 7.7 billion people on planet Earth. As of right now, 727,000 have died with COVID. Not died from, died with COVID. Not died from, died with. That man just got hit by a bus. Test his blood. COVID positive? <laughs> died with COVID. That man fell off an office building. That man was shot in the head four times. Test him. Had COVID? Died with COVID. We have 10,367,458 that have died from cardiovascular disease this year. We have 1,239,374 that have died from AIDS this year. But we don't say anything about the homosexual lifestyle being dangerous. We have 773,919 that have died in traffic accidents this year. 50,000 more have died in traffic accidents than from COVID-19. So why don't we have 24-7 news warning us not to drive cars? You take 7.7 billion, our population, you uh, take 727,000 that have died with COVID, divide that by 7 by 7 billion, we have 0.00009% of the population. Yet we have shut down the world economy. Now, either the leadership of the World Health Organization and CDC are complete idiots. No. Or they've been bought. But this just doesn't make sense. Folks, you know one of my favorite verses, Acts 17, 11, where Paul praised the Bereans because they listened attentively when he came to town to preach, but then they got in the Bible to make sure he's right. Don't believe anybody. Don't believe me. I tell you that all the time. Take what I've got. You go check it out. And you make sure I'm right. Don't believe any of this stuff you hear. You check it out for yourself and see if it makes sense. Let me ask you this. Why are one group of doctors all of a sudden villainized because they're out here saying that hydrochloroquine works? 
I mean, two weeks ago, they were celebrated as heroes working in emergency rooms. And then they come out and say publicly, hey, we've used this. We've had great success. Oh, those doctors don't know what they're talking about. It reminds me of the, the movie Expelled. Do you remember when Ben Stein did that documentary? If you, were, if you were a scientist and you came out and said that there seems to be evidence of intelligent design, well, you're blackballed. If you don't just trumpet the party uh, story, the party narrative that evolution is the answer to everything, well, then you're t- completely discredited. Why? I thought science was, was science. Obviously, not anymore. It's become political. But think about this. I thought about this this morning and wrote this down. Looking at the cardiovascular disease numbers I shared with you a moment ago, Everybody in this room, we are 15 times more likely to die from cardiovascular disease than we are from COVID-19. Yet, what have we been instructed to do? Wear your mask 24-7. Breathe in all that CO2 you can. Order fast food. Don't go to the gym. Think, Think about this. And don't go to the doctor unless you have COVID-19. Who's running the World Health Organization? The Keystone Cops? Recently, we've seen rioting in Minneapolis to Gaza. Now listen, listen to what they're saying here. Remember, it was all about Black Lives Matter. It's all about, oh, we just want justice, social justice. Okay, listen to this little short segment. Resistance is justified from New York to Palestine. From from Gaza to Minnesota. Globalize the Infatata. Black Lives Matter and Palestinian Lives Matter. Globalize the Intifada. Intifada is revolution. Isn't it amazing how quickly this has caught on around the world? Now, this chant was from New York City. And again, listen to this group of protesters. Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter! no longer just black lives, it's Palestinian lives. They're chanting from the river, the Jordan River, to the sea, the Mediterranean Sea, Palestine will be free. No Israel. Wait a second. I thought this was about George Floyd. It's also interesting is when you consider with all this rioting and burning and destruction, everybody's required to wear masks. Isn't that convenient timing when trying to identify people that are out breaking the law, burning buildings down, and committing heinous crimes? Everybody is required to wear masks. Perhaps this is just a coincidence. I don't think so. I think this whole thing is orchestrated. 
Now, I played this video for you last week. I want you to see it again, and then we're going to be done. It may surprise you to learn that I was host to Mr. Khrushchev for a half day when he visited the United States as a state visitor. But according to President Eisenhower, Khrushchev had expressed a desire to learn something of American agriculture. And after seeing Russian agriculture, I can understand why. <laughs> as we talked face to face, he indicated that my grandchildren would live under communism. After assuring him that I expected to do all in my power to assure that his and all other grandchildren will live under freedom, he arrogantly declared in substance, you Americans are so gullible. No, you won't accept communism outright. But we'll keep feeding you small doses of socialism until you'll finally wake up and find you already have communism. We won't have to fight you. We'll so weaken your economy until you fall like overripe fruit into our hands. I think that the criticism is helpful. Um, I also think that it might, um, I think of a lot of things. The first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Daddy, what was it like when America was free? In 86 days, we decide the future for America. You know, we say this every two years, every four years. Oh, this is the most important election. Folks, this really is the most important election of our lifetime. This is not a vote between Trump and Biden. I mean, think about it. We're, we've got two 70-plus-year-old white guys. One's almost 80, and he's got dementia. This is not about Trump and Biden. This is a vote to continue to live in freedom. And by the way, when, when we win this election in November, and we will, not everybody is asleep as the media wants you to believe they're asleep. And who in the world is going to answer a poll and say, I'm a Trump supporter when you run the risk of having a mob in your front yard to burn your house down the next day. We've got a lot of hard-working people providing for their families, keeping their heads down, and peddling real hard. But when we win this election in November, we must be adamant about ferreting out and driving out all of these communists and communist sympathizers from within our government. I don't know how 
Mr. Trump has done what he has done in three and a half years. I got to tell you, the average person would have committed suicide by now. The man is attacked every day. And we must restore federalism. You know what? If we've got some liberal goofballs that want to live in a state of anarchy in the state of Washington, good for you. We'll build a wall around your border. But for those of us, that was the ideal of America. We have conservative states. We have liberal states. Great. We come together for our common defense and our general welfare. But we are not to be ruled by a single imperial president or a supreme court. The general government is limited. States can be states. If California wants to have a 50% income, boy, isn't that working well for New York with their billionaire tax? Now Cuomo, as billionaires are fleeing New York City, Cuomo is begging them to stay. I read the other day, or I saw on, on, on the other day, that Jeff Bezos alone would be writing a check for $46 billion if they passed the billionaire tax. Now let me ask you this, are you going to move? Like I said before, simple economic practice. If you want to end something, tax it. If you want to increase something, subsidize it. So what do we do? We subsidize women to have children out of wedlock, and we tax at a higher rate businessmen and business, businesses the more successful they are. That is ludicrous. 80 to 86 days, we have a chance. Now, folks, we are out of time, so I'm going to ask you to do this. If you voted in the last primary, which was just about a month and a half ago, stand up. Okay? If you, this is, boy, we have an exceptional church. If you voted in the last general election, would have been, which would have been when Kendra Horn beat Steve Russell, if you voted in that election, would you stand up? Okay? Now, the rest of you, and I've had the others stand. Now, if you're still sitting, I just want to ask you this question. Are you registered to vote? If you're not registered to vote, as you leave today, we have voter registration forms at the doors. Take those with you. As a matter of fact, you can fill them out right now and give them to us, and we'll turn them in for you. If Christians will go and vote like Christians, then we can fend off this well-orchestrated, planned assault on our liberty. And God willing, if Jesus tarries and the trumpet doesn't sound before then, we can see a revival and a reawakening and a resurgence towards biblical, common-sense, conservative values in America. I want God's blessings on America. May America be worthy of God's blessings. We thank you for joining us for today's edition of Exploring the Word, and we look forward to being with you next time. Until then, may God bless you. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Fairview Baptist Church in Edmond. We hope that today's journey in God's Word has been a blessing to you. You can find more sermons and resources at our church's website, 
www.fairviewbaptistedmond.org or call 405-348-1745. Join us again each weekday for Exploring the Word from Fairview Baptist Church in Edmond.